Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. So I love the lectionary, and I hate it. Really love-hate relationship with the lectionary, which is this series of readings, and when we read them, And I love it because we get to explore many parts of the Bible. But sometimes the lectionary can be really confusing. Mostly because we never really hear stories in order. And we also don't hear them in their entirety often. Our reading today is a pretty good example of that. You see about a month ago... First, fourth Sunday in Lent, our gospel reading was all of John chapter 9. It was when Jesus gave sight to the man who was born blind, and then there was lots of discussion about what it meant. Chapter 9 ends with these three verses. Jesus said, I come into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. That's the end of chapter 9. And then we start chapter 10. But it happens in like the same breath. Jesus is continuing this. We have a break in chapters, but Jesus is continuing the same thought. But now you say, we see, your sin remains. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in another way as a thief and a bandit. With the lectionary, we don't always get to see this big picture. This whole scene that's happening goes through the end of chapter 10, which we also don't get to hear today. In verses 11 through 18, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd, which we don't hear him say today. And he speaks of all the things that God has commanded of him to do. This whole big picture scene follows a pattern that comes up a lot in John. There's some sort of sign or miracle. There's discussion amongst the people about it. And then there's interpretation by Jesus. That's the whole scene. That's the big picture. But today we just get this little snapshot of part of what's happening. This is the first part of Jesus' interpretation. In this snapshot, we see God... We see God's people as a flock of sheep, and Jesus is the gate. Those who do not come through Jesus are like thieves and bandits. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Abundant life. We have two other little snapshots in our readings for today. From Acts 2, we see this moment of what many consider an idyllic community living. Many wonders and signs are being done by the apostles. Everyone has their needs fulfilled. They worship and prayed and ate together. This community that's constantly growing. It sounds amazing, 
perfect even. I, I know many people who hold this image in these few verses as kind of like the good old times of this is where the church was at its best. This is where we need to keep going back to. And I really don't disagree that this space, this moment sounds like an amazing version of heaven. And I would definitely consider this a beautiful depiction of abundant life. But this isn't the whole story of this early church. After chapter 4 of Acts, we don't read about this kind of life again. We hear more about the struggles and divides in the community. This is just a snapshot, a moment in the church history. A people still learning what it means to follow Jesus in community together. Abundant life. Another snapshot we get today is from this, I would say, most beloved psalm. And we all know it. Or many of us know it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And on. It's the most familiar psalm we have. And it's familiar for such a good reason. It talks about the comfort and the protection and the security and the care that God provides us. It's a reminder of God's goodness, the promise of God dwelling with us. Abundant life. So today, as we kind of put in the intro, it's often called Good Shepherd Sunday. But in our gospel, we don't get Jesus saying that he's the good shepherd yet. That comes next year, I think. So today, I'm proposing that we change the name to Abundant Life Sunday. Because we're reminded in these scriptures what an abundant life can look like. Community, comfort, protection, provisions, rest. I find myself dreaming of a life that's filled with all of those things. And then I wake up to the news of more gun violence, of rampant anti-trans legislation, of these increasingly catastrophic climate disasters, of everything in the world seemingly falling apart. And I find myself questioning Jesus' promise of abundant life. And yet here we are, on Abundant Life Sunday, hearing the familiar call of God through Jesus' open gate, beckoning us into green pastures and back into the safety of the house of the Lord. Here we are, living in community with one another, working together in God's mission, showing up, doing good, being kind. Here we are about to share in communion together, connected with all believers through Christ. Here we are, each one of us called by the familiar voice of God by name to share an abundant life.
and we have to have faith. Faith that we follow, that voice, listening to God's commands to love each other, care for each other, and strive towards the abundant life that God has promised through Jesus. And faith that the snapshots of abundant life that we see in scripture and sometimes in our lives too, that these snapshots will someday become the full story we experience entirely and internally as we trust in the promise of Jesus' resurrection throughout this Easter season. We trust that Jesus' promise of abundant life stands. And we trust that all of God's promises are truly trustworthily made. For this we can say, 